fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final Welcome to the post-game tailgate, week seven edition of the Fantasy Fullback Dive, brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal. I, of course, am Nat the Truth Jones. With me, as always, the wolf of Roto Street himself. Uh, Are emotions running high? What's going on? The reason we started doing this is we wanted to be amped up. We wanted to be revved up. The feeling is still fresh. I can tell you right now, I'm pretty pissed about a bunch of things. How about you? I'm actually pretty jacked up. Justin Herbert, my hero right now, coming through with like 40 fucking points when I needed him the most. Uh, he can be my hero in Gre- Enrique Iglesias, baby. Absolutely love me some Justin Herbert right now. Yes, emotions are high. I've uh, been in a couple fucking pillow fights, but hey, a win is a win, whether it's a beautiful, just dominant effort or whether it's just a slap fight and you get the hardest slaps in. And I'm looking like I'm a, a pretty hard slapper today. I'm pumped. 3-0 and it's looking like for the, the leagues. Uh, that's great. I'm in a bit of a slap fest myself. I'm going against Justin Herbert. So uh, ah. this fits pretty well with last week when Christian Kirk put me over the top and he sent you packing. So maybe this is karma for me. Anyway, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Herbert is going to feature pretty prominently on our stud of the week nominees. Do we want to get right into those right now? We Let's got a couple right of yes. Absolutely. We'll get right in. And again, anybody tuned in, any likes, uh, thumbs up buttons always helps out. Of course, get your questions, your ventings. If you have a player that you fucking hate, feel free to comment it in. We will be sure to read all comments and hatred. Uh, if you have any players you love and you want to praise and you want to nominate for studs or duds, by all means, send it in. And of course, if you have questions between now and the, the end of your matchup, depending on where you're at, you want to shout out your wins or, or vent about your losses. That's what this show is for to keep that fantasy Sunday rolling in that little small gap where we have a little bit of football this time. And we got quite, quite the game tonight, too. What, what do you think of that game before we get into these nominees real quick? I think it's going to be a shootout fest. I think uh, I think the Seahawks end up taking it. What do you think? I do, too, and it has implications for my game that's going right now. And there's a lot of big names in this game tonight. We got Russell Wilson, of course, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh uh, Murray, Kyler Murray. These are these are big name guys that are playing. Of course, your guy Kenyon Drake. You love him, my lover. Yeah, <laughs> Zane Gonzalez, big kicker for the Cardinals. Lot, you know, it's just a veritable who's who. I do yeah. think the Seahawks are going to win. I hope they'll win. I got DK and Chris Carson going tonight, so that's not a bad duo. I have to make up twenty points and then some, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed that's going to happen. Also, before we get into it, I want to say I'm drinking a, a nice. It's semi-local. This is uh, Alina or Elena. I don't know how it's pronounced. I got this from my neighbor. Uh, I was driveway drinking with them earlier today, and they gave me this. It's They're out of Stowe, Vermont, and so this That's is the sketchy. beer of choice. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Just so sharing this- weird driveway drinks with the neighbors. What else do you share yeah. with the neighbors? Interesting. Oh, <laughs> war stories and so on. They're cool. They yes. gave me, and they have a great beer fridge, and they let me take this home. So awesome. thanks a lot, guys, and uh, I hope you'll grab one at some point too, Wolf. Let's get into studs of the week. Devontae Adams. Oh, man. This guy. This guy. I've heard people go, you know, run run all emotions with this guy. Like, oh, he's not going to ever be healthy, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you should try to trade him low. I've heard that from people. I never bought into it, but I've heard it. But anyway, he had 
13 for a buck 96 and two touchdowns today. 45 PPR fantasy points. Not too bad. Definition of the offense themselves. If you wanted any prayer in your DraftKings lineups, you better have had Devontae Adams. And sadly, I did not. I don't know why I was. He's just not necessarily off my radar, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. Bradley Roby maybe gets shadowed and he gets knocked out after one snap. Bradley Roby, the, the corner on there. And clearly, I don't know if it would have mattered, but it certainly didn't matter at, at that point because this guy just nuked that defense. I thank God I wasn't facing him because that's one of those things where it's just like, well, my day's already over when you're facing Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry last week. I mean, to me, it's it's he's probably going to be the stud of the week because of that. Although there were some good fighters, I don't know, man. Dug you out. I know, we're going to talk about that because there were three other guys, all quarterbacks, and maybe Adams wins this because he's the only non-QB up there. Right. But Joe Burrow for the Bengals, and he's going to appear on more than one list. Four hundred and six yards, four total touchdowns. I think he had three passing, one rushing, and threw one pick. Uh, not a bad game for the number one overall draft pick. Not at all. And just that offense is firing on all cylinders. I mean, Higgins goes 71 in a score. Tyler Boyd, a 101 in a TD. You even got A.J. Green yeah. kind of returning from the dead here. Uh, I mean, there's some intriguing upside because they just love to chuck. The defense sucks, and they're going to have to be in these shootout scripts all the time. And clearly Burrow has the arm to stick with it. His biggest day as a pro – uh, we recommended him as a, our value stack of the week on DraftKings. Sadly, I did not make one of those value stacks of the week uh, because Burrow is probably going to win someone a million bucks today, depending on how this night game goes. Absolute studly effort, best as a pro so far, but pretty damn close in impressiveness and maybe even more impressive. How about Justin Herbert, Matt? This one was harder for me because I, he was just chipping away at me all day. Yeah. You know, I had like this good lead. And then every time I would refresh my browser or the thing would update, this guy would have four or six or 10 more points. And all of a sudden the mountain I had to climb to get back into it would be a little worse. So psychologically, this guy feels like the stud of the week to me, even though he probably isn't by the numbers. But I think he had uh, 347 and four touchdowns. Three through the air, one on the ground as well. 65 rushing yards to go with that 347 passing. I mean, I I believe at that point he ends up outscoring Burrow for the the top QB of the week. Unbelievable effort. And like you're saying, I I own him. And I was kind of on the fritz of my matchup, probably not going to win. And then it's like 70-yard touchdown, boom. You know, 10 yard rushing touchdown, 30 yard rush. And it just was like points after points. And you'd think it was going to stop, and it never did. The good times kept rolling, baby. So, yeah, absolutely. Justin Herbert deserves a stud of the week nomination. On the other side of that game, too, the only running back we have on this list, I think he ends up being the high scoring running back of the day, if I'm not mistaken, James Robinson, right? Had 26 at the half, did not have a second half to equal his first half, but it was still enough where he put up an amazing stat line. What were his final numbers? Do you have any idea? I, I believe he ended up – I know he ended up putting up like 30 fantasy points total. Yeah, 119 um, on the ground with two touchdowns. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was getting it done in the air. Just the, that also nomination comes from not just the, the final production, but with Thompson out, I don't know if anybody else touched the field today uh, at the running back position. I'm interested to check those snap counts later on. We'll be a little more detailed with our snaps and everything tomorrow. Uh, when I'll hit all the risers and followers. But, yeah, he had a great, great game, the best running back game of the day, um, 30-point day, great effort. But one last quarterback. The man still fucking has it. Holy shit, Tommy Brady. How do you what, feel what, what about do you get from this man? Well, I mean, 
stat-wise, we got 369, four touchdown passes, and one touchdown rushing. So he actually accounted for more touchdowns than any of these guys, five. And this is not the first time this year he's had five, by the way. Um, What are your thoughts? So let's talk about the Patriots, and then let's talk about Tom Brady. The Patriots look like a tire fire, right? I mean, they, they, they look awful. Two and five on the day. They're getting they got destroyed by a San Francisco team that didn't even look like they should be allowed in the NFL two weeks ago. Right. Just absolutely destroyed. Cam Newton benched. They're two and five. Like I said, I can't remember last time they were two and five. Meanwhile, the Bucks five and two firing on absolutely all cylinders. How's this sitting with you, each of these things? Man, it's it sucks, obviously. Like as a, a diehard Pats fan, you want your team to do well. But then you're just so in love with Tom Brady after everything he's done. Like, I'm not one of those spiteful Pats owners or Pats Pats fans that's just like, fuck Tom Brady. He screwed us over. He left us. Man, we weren't giving him fucking anything to work with. It wasn't a fight. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily blame him. He's got a few years left. He wants to prove it. And in all honesty, he's fucking proving that it was more about him, less about Belichick. See, I don't fully buy that. We've obviously seen some Bucks moments that were like, well, if Belichick was coaching this team, that none none of that shit would have happened. But yeah, ultimately Brady, he clearly still has it. Still a fantasy monster, and and now we're gonna get Antonio Brown walking in here at some point too. We didn't even. Well, right. Speaking of thing, emotions running high. What are we gonna? We we're gonna have to talk about that on like say the Wednesday show because yeah. we're also rapid fire. But that is certainly something we need to talk about too. Also, Brady, he's old. He wanted to move down to Florida. That's what right. you do when you're old. Who can blame can't, him? Can't blame so, him there. So who's so, going to win? Who's our stud of the week? We had five nominees. Who do you like? I, I, You kind of hinted at it early on, but the fact that uh, Devontae Adams was the only receiver to make the list, we had three quarterbacks. And again, heroic efforts from those QBs. To me, Adams had the highest fantasy totals of anybody. It came at wide receiver. 16 fucking targets is just like – you might as well call him a workhorse back if you're yeah. going to give him the ball that fucking much. Insanity. And every single time, it was like 20 yards, 10 yards, 15. Was, the dude just – you talked about Herbert kind of chipping your soul away. I mean, it, if you faced Devontae Adams, it must have been just painful. Every time you refreshed it, it was another six points for this motherfucker. Uh, I, I think he's absolutely the play, the, the, the win this week. What do you think? I agree with you for a lot of the same reasons you said. And I, I would describe it not so much as chipping away – the way that the the way that Herbert did, I would more talk about it in the sense of you know in uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when he rips that guy's heart out of his chest yeah. while it's still beating. That's kind of more how I envision yeah. the Devonte Adams slaying taking place. All right, let's move on to duds of the week. This is you know way different, but a lot of fun also. And our first dud of the week that I would like to bring to everybody's attention is a guy that we were pretty high on not very long ago. <laughs> like a couple days ago. I mean, um, as, as early as today, Nat, I, I was like, why are we even asking questions about this guy? He's locked into your lineups no matter what. Can we stop asking about Chase Chase Claypool, please? <laughs> uh, this is going to open up a whole nother ream of questions as Chase Claypool put up the following stat line in the game against the Titans. He had one catch. Oh, man, I hope it was a big one. I hope it was like 95 yards in the touchdown. No, he had one catch for negative two yards. On the day. So if you are playing in a league where you're actually like losing tenths of a point and stuff on every catch, like it's conceivable this guy could have actually lost you points. Absolutely. Like less um, than zero. Awful, awful, awful effort. Um, <laughs> and what's painful is Deontay Johnson came right in and took the role right back. And yes, Claypool was never guaranteed to keep the role, but 
I've always seen Tomlin as a guy that like I find something that works and I, I pepper it. I, I keep going. I never in a 10,000 years would have imagined Claypool just disappearing into thin air while Deontay Johnson's back. I didn't think Deontay Johnson was that powerful of a force. I mean, the dude has been great whenever he's out there. He had a 30%, 36%, I believe, target share entering the game. So like, we should have known some of the role would go away, but to completely evaporate like this was just disgusting. Um, the, the guess, the good news, and it's not really good news because, of course, you never are technically rooting for an injury. Uh, but if you uh, sometimes you're, <laughs> I know you're supposed to say that for liability purposes, but uh, I, I'll reference an injury I was pulling for later in the show if you want. <laughs> I know it makes me a bad person. I, you know, I don't we care. all know secretly deep dark in our hearts, like we we don't mind seeing them. Um, but Johnson, after getting 15 targets, nine catches, 80 yards, and two scores, I mean, again, the 15 fucking looks right back to it. Um, he ultimately did get knocked out right towards the end of the game. Uh, it looked like it could be an ankle injury. Yeah. Um, he, he really it, it did not look good. And so Claypool could be right back into shit. It was a dud, but let's get him right back into our lineup status. But yeah, a, a painful, painful effort by Chase Claypool. And Claypool, while he was an extremely high-profile guy, we got some other high-profile guys on this list too. Mike Evans, two catches for 37 yards. Obviously, that's a lousy stat line. Made all the more lousy by the fact that the Buccaneers had an absolute offensive explosion and right. everybody was getting theirs. Exactly, Mike Evans. I mean, that, I, he had, I think that's the he had zero part. catches for zero yards into the second half. Very late into the game, right? And I'm an Evans owner in two out of three leagues, and I'm oh, just sitting there. Hard. You see the ball getting ripped all over the field. And you're like, okay, his time's coming. Look at the way this is moving. And it was just like every other fucking player. Gronk scores again. Scotty Miller. What? What the hell did Scotty fucking Miller end up finishing with? Like at, at least a hundred yards, I want to say. Right? The dude went completely. Berserk. Uh, Gronk every had another ball. decent game. Gronk, yep, Gronk found the end zone. Uh, 109 in a TD on six catches for Scotty Miller. Godwin. Chris Godwin, nine catches, 88 yards, couple uh, touchdown, and then another one that he caught deep and went down on the one. Absolutely. And this is, you know, getting quite concerning because last week, 1.5 for Mike Evans, like already was a dud of the week last week, gets right back on the list. And, and now we have Antonio Brown and, and two weeks away here. I mean, what, how is that going to help Mike Evans? This, uh, to me, it is panic time. I mean, I don't know that you can sell because who's going to want to buy, but what? where does he rank rest of season? Uh, clearly, Godwin and him are going to flip in any type of rankings if Evans was ever higher. And then, you, again, who says Antonio Brown doesn't make this harder if the fact that he can't fucking beat out Scotty Miller? Awful stuff from, from Mike Evans. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like where I would rank him rest of season. It's going to be a tough fall. That is for damn sure. Well, he's a worthy member of this list. Yes. <laughs> he's number three. Oh, oh God. No, no, this is where the rage starts to come in on my head. Yeah. Okay. This guy, this guy was projected 13 or 14 points by ESPN in a PPR yeah. league. I mean, he was supposedly the de facto starter. I had to choose between him and two other guys to start. I went with him and he didn't touch the football until late in the game. Now, he did get to rush the ball two times, and he was consistent on those two rushes. He ended up getting it up to three, actually. Oh, okay. All right. Well, he rushed three times. He amassed negative two yards. Awful. Okay. I'm cutting him as oh, soon absolutely. as I'm allowed. I don't think I'm allowed to because the week hasn't ended yet. I will cut him as soon as it turns midnight 
on Monday night. That man yeah. will no longer be on my roster. So anybody else in my league that is secretly coveting him, just make sure you're on at 12.01 because he will become readily available. He is – dud of the week does not sum up this guy adequately. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so angry. I don't know if that's coming across, but I'm really, really upset. Yep, I, I had him in one league. I had him going in all three before the day started, and then I made the bold move, the uh, brilliant move. I was like, you know what? He's going to suck. Let me go to A.J. Dillon, who, who could Ooh. also be on this list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ but at Dillon. least he got in the positive with 11 yards, so I ended up gaining a, a nice robust point there. I was sitting there like, well, fuck. Now clearly McKinnon's going to blow up because I started Dillon and said, nope. I ended up actually being the right call. Somehow, that's how bad McKinnon was. If My guy got 1.1 and like dominated the scoreboard compared to this guy, Jarek McKinnon. Just awful stuff. And similar to the Evans one, Jeff Wilson right next to him. Goes oh, my God. 100 what is going I actually on? didn't realize it ended up being this crazy. He had three one, touchdowns. 17 carries, 112 yards, and three tees. He should have been a start of the week nominee. Have, yeah, but then he was out on a cart. And, and nobody was using him anyways, too. It's not like no, no one was using him. And he was, I mean, you know, who knows? His career might be over. We don't know Just what's going on with him. Massive. And dose. so then I was like, oh, you know, that was one where I was like, oh, man, he's injured. Well, that's terrible for him and his family. But at least McKinnon's going to get some burn. Nope. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll run you right into the negative. Michael Hasty, meanwhile, came in and racked up like a nice 40 yards. Looked good doing it. McKinnon's dead. Yeah, there, there's no need. For McKinnon to ever fucking be on a roster. No, I, sc- I started him over Justin Jackson, who would have gotten me 10 points. Oh, why did you? Did I say to do that? I hope I didn't. I, 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 mean, I, no, I, I think I'm down, like running back 30 once Wilson was activated. I didn't realize Wilson would do this, but once I saw three backs, I was like, fuck that shit. Not touching no, this. I guy. don't blame you for this. This is yeah. on me and Jarek McKinnon, and, <laughs> and you know, and I, I won't forget it. Absolutely. And then the biggest name on the list uh, in terms of just like sheer ability and sheer expectations and everybody's top three running backs, top three overall, probably Zeke Elliott. What, what was his final stat line? Holy fuck. 12 shit. for 45. Oh, one reception for six yards. Oh, robust. Nice. Six yards. So what a total of five can and we, a half six points. Can we talk oh. about the Cowboys for a second? Yeah, we, right. we certainly can. So, there's a couple. Remember last week, I did a list at the very end of just random things that I had written uh, that I was like, all right, I'm going to read these off at the end. I just want to read you the first thing on my list. Andy Dalton was almost killed on the football field today. Yeah. I mean, did you see what happened to him? John Bostick's hit. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then a quarterback from JMU, that's James Madison University, is the Cowboys quarterback right now. Yep. We're going to get to some of these other guys when we get to our down section on the Cowboys. But if you have any stock in any Cowboys right now and anyone is willing to give you anything for it, like take it. I mean, I'm I'm exaggerating a tiny, tiny bit with Zeke, but these guys value has plummeted permanently. I don't see it coming back this season. What about you? I I mean, Zeke might fall in the end zone every now and again, but I totally agree. Like there's, this offense is a dumpster fire. The line is just absolutely abysmal. Um, it's going exactly like you said, just straight to the shitter and the shittiest of divisions too. Um, right where, right as they belong in this complete crap fest. I'm terrified. Yeah, if you own Zeke, if you own any of these weapons, um, whether it's Dalton or whoever, the, what the James Madison dude, what the fuck's his name even? I, I can't even remember. Some, what, something like that ends with Uchi. It's like Fusili, right? Like Fusili Pasta. Uchi, like uh, 
Chris Beducci or something. Yeah, Gucci. Yeah, fucking Gucci. My neighbors have some connection to JMU, so I'm sure <laughs> they know it. But Yeah, who's who's your winner of the uh, the, the dud of the week? Oh, man. Stiff competition. I mean, I'm going to say just as far as expectations go, Zeke. Yeah. But, I mean, you could make a strong case for any of these losers. See, I'm, I'm going McKinnon. The only guy to go you know, negative and really honestly had no excuses for it. Like, it's one well, thing. His excuse was his coach knows he sucks. And I, and I wish his coach had shared that with us before the game. Because, yeah. like, you know, he obviously was like, well, I'm not going to play this guy. And then, right. like, the starting guy got hurt, and he's like, well, I'm still not going to play this guy. I wonder <laughs> how many running backs would have had to be carted off the field before he was like, all right, McKinnon, you're our bell cow. I'll bet they would have had a few other guys they'd have been willing to throw in there, maybe off the practice squad, uh, you know, maybe like the punter, something like that. They would have put these guys in. And the coach was just like all week, like, oh, yeah, McKinnon's good. It's like, yeah. In his head, he's like, this guy's the worst football player in the NFL. Complete bag of shit. Yeah, absolutely. I can't disagree with your pick. Negative points, nothing in his way, and then the dude that Jeff Wilson ends up having a 31-point day instead. After McKinnon saw 91% of the snaps the, the time before, just completely enraging, infuriating, uh, unacceptable. I'm still, like, really angry about it. Yeah, he's, he's Even though the expectations weren't quite as good. And we did say to bench him for pretty much every sit start we got today. Um, so, you know, pat on the back for helping. I was at my daughter's AAU basketball game, so I didn't see the show today. So, uh, well, there you go. There you go. Living proof. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So let's, let's go down our, our three up, three downs. Let's try to rattle through these pretty quickly so we can get to the mailbag and maybe talk about some waiver wire pickups. Uh, it's eight o'clock. We want to try to be done by kickoff, but let's talk. We go up one, Chris Godwin down one, Mike Evans. We've talked about both these guys a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I think Evans was listed above. Godwin on most lists. I don't know if he was this week, but in general, that is not going to be true going forward. No, it's that's completely flipped at this point. Nine targets, all of them hauled in too. That's what I loved about the Godwin stat line was that chemistry was there, that rapport, the timing, the bigger Julian Edelman. We were all frothing at the mouth for this season. That's what we saw. Um, and, and again, this offense firing on all cylinders is, of course, good for everyone involved. Apparently, except Mike Evans. Uh, I think Godwin. That rapport was very, very ironclad. And you just haven't – we've had like five weeks, six weeks now where Evans had a great chance to establish that rapport, that trust with Brady. If it's not there yet, well, he had everybody out, and now Godwin's back driving. It's never And he's basically back. forced Bruce Arians to bring in Antonio Brown. He's clearly exactly. planning on throwing this guy the football. I mean, so. imagine if – hopefully Evans gets traded somewhere, you know, some crazy blockbuster deal happens. Because um, otherwise, this is going to be a disgusting situation when Antonio Brown arrives. I think Godwin will continue to thrive. It's pretty clear that chemistry is going nowhere. Whereas Evans, you're lucky if you get a touchdown, a boom. Uh, he's going to be on my, my bench pretty much every single week from here on out. Uh, up to DJ Moore. Back to back to back useful weeks now. Um, and the targets are flowing. Everything's kind of flowing for this guy. I won't go as far as saying you know he's clearly above Robbie Anderson at this point because – Anderson seeing more looks, a team high 10 for Anderson, only five looks for more, but he caught two of them go for touchdowns. He's deadly after the catch, uh, streaking down the field. So he's gone now 17, 11, and 23 after a, a rough start to the season. It seems like he's really found his groove. Um, if you bought low on him, I think you can be feeling pretty good too. And the rest of the season schedule looking great. So overall, just to you know, Teddy Bridgewater, that offense. One of those ones that really had to find it's it's kind of it, with no preseason, 
it didn't have a chance to find its footing. It seems like they've really started to those Carolina Panthers um, click as an entire offensive unit. So DJ Moore and that unit takes a rise up. Um, and what about this guy? Because we were so high on him as a site. Do you own any Antonio Gibson in any leagues? I don't. I've had a policy for a long time of not owning anybody that is affiliated with Daniel Snyder in any way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying he's not a good pickup, but I hate the Washington football team and everything about them and have forever. I'm That's my hometown team, you know. Oh, uh, really? I, yeah. yeah, I'm from the Eastern Shore, Virginia. Anyway, so no, I don't have any stock, but that doesn't mean I don't think he's great. He had a, a, a nice stat line on the day. I mean, Absolutely. again, he's playing the Cowboys. Let's not get crazy excited. We just talked about how the Cowboys were like the worst team in the history of football. Yeah. And, you know, and he ran all over them, which you'd expect. Exactly. And that's what you expect, but it was still nice. You know, 20 carries, great to see for a guy that came in as like a hybrid, you know, could he handle a full bell cow load? Well, I mean, 20 carries is a bell cow load. Like, I'd love to see some receptions on top of that. He didn't see a target. So we can't like send him shooting to the moon quite yet. No, he's not going to the moon. We're going to need the right game scripts. Of course, the Dallas Cowboys will provide those scripts because you can always be up and pounding the rock. It's just good to see that Gibson was the only one doing that. There was no of your lover, Peyton Barber. He wasn't involved at all. It was the pure Gibson running show. Um, and, and I'm not about think- enough of this Peyton Barber <laughs> slander being slung at me right now. That yeah. was a long time ago. It was like a one-night thing, and <laughs> I haven't called him in years. Nor has he called me. You've been begging for him to call you, though. I hear you whimpering about him at night. He called, I might. I might answer. You would. You'd love him. But yeah, leading the leading the league in rushing for this uh, week seven so far. Great effort from Gibson. Uh, you know, of course, again, needs the scripts to be positive to keep having these big days. It's just good to know he's a, a 100% the lead rusher. It's just a matter of can he take over that fucking role? Because I think he can. And when he does get that pass catching goal, look, look out uh, in there. We mentioned this one, but down all those Cowboys. I want to say I want to say something about the all right. So when we say all Cowboys, we're talking about Zeke, we're talking about C.D. Lamb, Gallup, Schultz, Cooper. I mean, so let me just give you C.D. Lamb's stat line. Now, C.D. C.D. Mm-hmm. was the wide receiver eleven going into this week in PPR leagues. It was a wide receiver eleven. That is no joke. That is that's money right there. Right. He had zero receptions on five targets, and he rushed one time for one yard. This is these are the numbers that he put up. This is the new reality for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Again, like I don't know what value this guy would even have now. I mean, I guess you have to hang on to him for at least another week to see if he can do something so you can salvage something out of him. But I mean, you talk about he's like Enron or something like that. This is his plummeting through the floor. I mean, is there any hope for any of these guys? That's what's the tough part here is because now we've seen it. There is literally a zero floor, like zero for Stephen yeah, fucking Lamb today. Right. We saw Gallup, the I don't think, right. you know, Gallup did nothing. Um, Zeke crumbled. And Cooper had the biggest day with like seven catches for 80 yards. But that's like – so the ceiling is clearly lower. The Some of those were from the zero. JMU guy, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Most of that wasn't with Dalton. <laughs> so it's it's brutal. It, it's awful. Uh, this goes from one of those offenses that we looked forward to every single week with Dak and this points bonanzas because we knew their defense is always going to give up points. It, it's now like they're never going to have any firepower to, to match those points giving up. So I think it's just going to be a sad like punching right, bag. It used to be like all these Cowboys games are shootouts. They're going to be like 45 to 40. And it's like, yeah, but now they're going to score zero. Exactly. But the other team's going to still score. It's, it's not like their defense 40, got right. better. It's just now their offense sucks ass. 
an absolute doormat. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Oh, a, um, oh man, that's brutal. Remember, a, like two, a, remember like two weeks ago when Dak Prescott was their quarterback? Right, exactly. Just such a nice – it's a whole different year, right? A whole different season compared to that. Just the, the best of fantasy wells. And now we got Claypool, as we mentioned, 15 fucking targets, 15 for Deontay Johnson. Like we thought it might take a little time for him to get assimilated, and we thought maybe <laughs> just maybe Claypool as the 6'4 specimen, 200, you know, 30 pounds, 4'3, had taken over that alpha role had become the number one. And, and Deontay Johnson reminded us, if I'm out here, I'm the baby. I'm, I'm the guy. I'm Big Ben's motherfucking slut. And uh, he was. 15 targets. <laughs> That's exactly what he said walking back into the locker room. That was, that was a quote. He threw that one right at you. You have your little tape recorder out. Exactly. Verbatim. All right. <laughs> that is word for word what Deontay we Johnson should get those, We should get shirts made. RSJ shirts. Exactly. Um, so yeah, those are our ups, our downs. Um, and then, you know, the way the, the injury, and we have 40 questions and I know kickoff about to happen. So what, what we, got kickoff? we got like eight more minutes, 10 more minutes. Yeah. What? We got about 10 minutes here till kickoff. So okay. can I just, I'm just going to rattle off waiter waiver wires guys and we won't even have to go into them, but let's just, you want to okay. go through the injury. Yeah. We'll give let's, you this let's just say real quick. Here's some guys on the waiver wire that you might want to be looking at. A lot of Browns, Baker Mayfield, 15% owned in ESPN leagues. Harrison Bryant, less than 1%. Rashard Higgins, also less than 1%. Brandon Ayuk from the 49ers, uh, we've been high on him before. He's at a little over 20% right now. You could probably pick him up if you wanted to. LaMichael Perrine, skeptical of any Jets. Obviously, I don't blame you, but he's only 11% owned. And they also they gave the Bills a bit of a run this week. Scotty Miller, who we talked about before, 100 yards and a touchdown. 7.1% owned in ESPN leagues. That offense seems crazy explosive. Maybe you want to look at him and Jamichael Hasty. You know, sure, he was like the fifth guy on the, you know, San Francisco 49er running back depth chart, but he's higher than Jarek McKinnon, and that's all that matters. He's 3.3% owned. So those are some quick waiver wire guys. Obviously, the RSJ is going to have some waiver wire pieces, and the Wolf's going to talk about these guys more in depth uh, in podcasts tomorrow, the next day, whenever. Absolutely. Look for those names. If you get early bidding, get on in there. Uh, in particular, that Browns passing game, it's kind of crazy how much better they are without the team cancer of Odell Beckham. I mean, what what's going on there? They just light it up. Five touchdowns when they get this guy removed. And speaking of that, that's the biggest injury of the week. Uh, and they believe it's a I serious guess. I mean, injury. he scores like what – I mean, he's been a dud kind of this year, right? Complete dud, other than when he faced the Cowboys where everyone blows up. Uh, but him out, it just seemed like some sort of weight was lifted off Baker. He could kind of throw it freely. He wasn't forcing it into windows to try to make Odell. I, I don't know. We've seen those clips of like them scoring touchdowns and not the receivers, and the receivers like walking past the offense, not high-fiving, being divas. And, and it seems like there's a nice presence with you know Higgins now, 110 in a TD. Harrison Bryant had two TDs, just a couple guys to look for. The other injuries, Andy Dalton under concussion protocol. This offense sucks with him. It's probably going to be even worse without him, as we've highlighted this entire time. And before we got on, Debo and Jeff Wilson were both knocked out of the game. Neither returned. Wilson had to be carted off. So as much as he was thriving and looked like he was going to be the priority pickup of the week, he might now be done. Who knows? But he, he did not look a good injury. Um, and Deontay Johnson has a monster effort, and then right at the end of the game kind of limped off. Uh, unfortunately. So that's all our injuries. Those are the guys we'll, we'll, as we, we'll track all week if you're, you're playing this week. But now let us get into the open mailbag and answer right. as many questions hit us, as we Hit can. us with as many things as you can in the next 10 minutes. Uh, we'll check back in tomorrow with some waiver wire, risers, fallers show as we always do on Mondays. 
Um, so tune back in for the more formal recap. But thank you for those that tuned in today. We really love doing this and keeping your fantasy Sundays rolling. I am the Wolf. I'm not the Truth Jones. See you guys later. Later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. At least we stole the show. At least we stole the show. We stole the show. At least we stole the show. Straight ahead. Devlin. Second effort. Third effort. Touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks. <laughs>